Welcome to the Rankin Baptist Church Podcast. Please note that all or some of this podcast may have been recorded during our live physical services at Rankin Baptist Church. Therefore, sound quality may be affected in some areas. We hope you enjoy the podcast. So folks, let's turn to God's Word now. I'm going to be reading from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, and then from verse 4 onwards. It says, The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anatoth, in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah. goes on a little bit further. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to, and say whatever I command you to say. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you, and will rescue you, declares the Lord. So, the amazing thing here is that Jeremiah is told by God, I have planned your whole life. Before you were born, there was already a call upon your life. And of course, Jeremiah, in his later years as a teenager, He hears from God again, and God reminds him of the special call that is upon his life. Jeremiah says, and that's obviously to be expected, God, this thing is way too big for me. I don't think I'm up to the toss. But God says to him, you have to go and fulfill this call, but don't worry. I'm going to put the words in your mouth, and I will watch over my word, make sure it comes true if you read the rest of the passage. Now, you know, receiving a call from God is a great thing. It's a great privilege. And of course, most of us, if we hear that first part, God has called us. In actual fact, even in our mother's womb, there were plans made for our lives. Things that God had decided we would accomplish on His behalf. We get very excited. Except when sometimes God gives us the details of that, uh, of that call. And of course, as it started to unfold in Jeremiah's life, he became quite intimidated by this call because God said to him, I'm going to appoint you to be a prophet to the nations. Wow, that's quite amazing. And when God started to, uh, again, describe in a little bit more detail, Jeremiah became even more intimidated by this call. You see, as you read the book of Jeremiah, God says to you, one of the things I want you to do, I want you to go into public And I want you to expose the religious hypocrisy of these people. These people come to the temple every single week. They pretend they love me. But then behind my back, well, not really behind God's back, but in secret, they're also worshiping other gods. They're pretending to be fully devoted to me. But behind behind the scenes, there's also a lot of sin in their lives. There's injustice. There's uh, idolatry. There's immorality. And I want you to go and confront these things. Another thing that Jeremiah was going to have to speak to his nation, he was going to have to warn them about the fact that because of these sins that they weren't repenting of, God was going to send a foreign nation against them. This foreign nation was going to attack them and be successful. And of course, everybody thought that's never going to happen. We have the temple of God in our midst. And of course, because we have the temple of God, that's the presence of God and who can come against the presence of God. And Jeremiah said to them, listen, you cannot just say this is the temple of God, the temple of God. 
The fact is, it's not the building that guarantees the presence of God. It's also your behavior and your worship. And quite frankly, you're misbehaving and you're worshiping foreign gods. So it's going to come. So Jeremiah was had to tell these things. And when you read his life, it became a very difficult life. In actual fact, one of the things that he found is people started to call him a false prophet because there were other prophets and they were saying, no, God would never do that. God would never judge our sin. In actual fact, some of the priests regarded him as a false prophet. They had him thrown in prison. Jeremiah was really mistreated. And then because he spoke out against, he spoke out against the nation, that the nation would be attacked, he was branded as a traitor. You know, even his family turned against him. People rejected him. He, be, he was mocked. He really was ostracized from the rest of society. It was a really, very difficult call. God even said to him, Jeremiah, I don't want you to take a wife. The reason being, um, I know what's coming upon this country. And you're going to find it very difficult to take care of your wife and your family if you had kids. When disaster comes, when these foreign nations attack, I want to spare you all of that grief. So it was quite a challenging call that Jeremiah received from God. Now here's the thing. Jeremiah was born into a family of priests. So you know the easier thing would be to do is just go and serve at the temple, be a priest, uh, come home, get married, raise a family, carry on with business as usual. But God said, Jeremiah, I've got a far higher call for you than just to be one of the priests at the temple. I'm going to appoint you as a prophet to the nations. And of course, Jeremiah had a major, major influence in the life of Israel. You see, most of us want to live in a comfortable place, something that is predictable, that we can manage. But God said to Jeremiah, and God often has that opinion of us, that there's more in us. We are capable of more. But we're going to have to push the limits. We're going to have to believe for big things. We're going to have to attempt big things as well, scary things. If we're really going to take that latent potential that is in us and do something with it. Now, the reason I've sketched Jeremiah's life is to introduce us to this 11th life skill that we've been looking at. We've been looking at life skills for a while and the one that we're looking at today is pushing our boundaries, stretching our limits, doing more than we believe that we were in the past capable of, you know, stretching ourselves. Now that's exactly what was happening in Jeremiah's life. Jeremiah could have lived as just a prophet, you know, a, sorry, a, a priest in one of the towns, serving God quietly, going to the temple when it was his turn. But God says, Jeremiah, I'm taking you from this uh, rural area and I'm putting you on an international stage. I believe you have the capacity and don't worry about it. I'm going to assist you. Now, God has often done that and you and I need to embrace that. You know, if you and I are going to achieve um, a lot of success in life, we're going to have to push the boundaries, push the envelope as it were. We're going to have to stretch ourselves. We're going to have to do difficult things, make sacrifices. But you'll be amazed at what you're capable of if you're willing to be given a push or a push yourself. Now, you know, Jeremiah did obey God's call. And because of that, uh, many great things happened. We have on record in Jeremiah 31, stalk a prophecy about uh, the Messiah and the new covenant that God would make. 
So he says in Jeremiah 31, 31, The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Um, I will put my laws in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Now that's one of the amazing prophecies that we receive because Jeremiah obeyed God. Then of course everyone knows Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Now listen to the rest because this is not often what we miss out on. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Now, the good thing about Jeremiah's ministry is when those things happened, as terrible as they were, people remembered, oh, Jeremiah warned us about this. So God actually is in control of our lives. You know, Jeremiah said to the people, when you're taken to captivity, you're going to be there a long time. And I just want you to be ready for this. It's going to, you're going to be there for 70 years. Settle down. Have um, build houses, have families, and then after 70 years, I will bring you back. So those words of knowing that God was actually in control of all of the events of their lives was a tremendous encouragement uh, to them. And of course, we receive a lot of encouragement from the book of Jeremiah and the book of Lamentations. Those are the two books that Jeremiah wrote. And all of this because Jeremiah was obedient to God. You know, another person in the Bible that really stands out who God stretched almost to the limit, is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul accomplished many things, but when you look at his life, God actually stretched him, I would consider, to be the limits of human endurance. I mean, think of what I'm going to read to you now, just from the perspective of somebody going through these things in their body physically. It says, Paul says of here, and I'm reading 2 Corinthians 11.23, I've worked much harder than these false prophets that he's referring to. I've been in prison more frequently. So these prison, I've been flogged more severely. I mean, that's being whipped. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Now that was quite a severe form of punishment. So they would give that person um, 39 lashes with a whip, similar to what Jesus received. But Paul says, this happened to me five times in my life. In addition to that, three times I was beaten with rods. So, I mean, people would take these long rods and they would literally beat him, crushing his bones. Uh, that is a quite severe physical punishment. Once I was stoned. And remember on this occasion, Paul was stoned and he was actually left for dead. That is how severe the stoning was. They said, well, the job is done. We can walk away. This man, is his life is over. But miraculously, Paul recovered. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've constantly been on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, bandits, my own countrymen from the Gentiles, in the city, in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false brothers. I've labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and I've often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. I mean, when you just think of the physical suffering that the Apostle Paul endured, I mean, that's the limits of human endurance. But you know, God had a tremendous call upon Paul's life. Paul planted many churches. He wrote a big portion of the New Testament. God did tremendous miracles through the Apostle Paul. I mean, he raised people from the dead. He cast out demons. Um, 
Tremendous things. But God said, listen, Paul, if you're going to live at that level, if you're going to accomplish that level of things, you're going to have to endure certain things as well. And isn't that true? Many of the things that we want to achieve in life, we want to live at a different level. We understand instinctively there's a cost attached to that. If you want to go higher in life, life is going to require certain things from you. But if you're willing to pay the price, if you're willing to push yourself, you will achieve more than most people who want to live in the comfort zone. So what can we take away from Paul's life and Jeremiah's life? Well, we'll never achieve anything extraordinary without making extraordinary efforts. Now that may seem quite obvious, but you know, many people are praying for God, praying to God for miracles, for breakthroughs, do the supernatural, do something amazing, Lord, uh, move me to this level, I want to achieve that. But they think it's going to come through simple prayers. Really, the reality is, if you and I want to live at a different level, we need to be ready for the challenges, the wars, the battles that come with that territory. You see, anybody can live in a comfort zone and it's peaceful. The waters are, are peaceful there. Uh, it doesn't stretch us. It doesn't challenge us. It doesn't require faith. But the moment you want to move on to a next level in your life, between your comfort zone and that next level, there are a couple of things that you and I need to be willing to face. So one of the secrets of success is that extraordinary success normally comes to those people that are willing to make extraordinary efforts. You see, your level of accomplishment is always tied to your efforts. So if you and I are willing to make greater efforts, you will find that you will accomplish more. It seems like, well, this is not rocket science, and yet we believe that somehow we can still achieve that extraordinary level of success, but with the same amount of effort at a particular low level. Let me ask you this. Think of one area in your life that you believe you could improve. Now, what are three things that you would need to do to really turn that area around? Firstly, do you believe, can you envision it, the fact that you are able to accomplish a lot more in that area? I think the answer for all of us, at least in one area, would be yes. And if I was to ask you, name three things that you need to do to move yourself forward in that area. The chances are very good that right now you could think of three things. Now, why is it that you're not doing it? Well, here's the problem. It's difficult. It's difficult to move yourself from one level to another. So what I'm saying is, you know, instinctively, all of us know what we need to do. So life is not really complicated. Success is not complicated, but it is hard. And sometimes when we anticipate the cost and we say, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to achieve that. That's really asking a lot. I don't know if I can pay the price. I don't think I'm capable of doing it. Well, I want to say you are capable of doing it, but you would need to understand that you will need to push yourself. You'll need to do things that you've never done before. You'll need to do things you didn't even think you were capable of doing, but it is within reach. I was reading the story of a woman by the name of Noel, Noel Dawson. You know, she got onto a scale. She was quite obese. She got onto a scale one morning and she thought the scale was broken because it didn't register anything. Well, she went and bought another scale. 
Then, to her amazement, her weight had um, ballooned to 188 kilograms. Now, her old scale, the limit was 185 kilograms. So she had literally put on so much weight that her old scale couldn't read the weight. The scale was fine. She had just put on so much weight. And that was really a life-changing moment for her. She realized she needed to do something drastically about her weight or she was going to die before her time. In actual fact, in her story, she says during the days when she was so obese, she said there were many days that she woke up and she thought to herself, I'm not going to be able to make it through this day. I'm too unhealthy. I don't feel good in my body. I'm not even sure if I'm going to see this day through. Well, fortunately, that was a wake-up call for her. And she said one of the things that she needed to do, she needed to confront 20 years, and these are her words, 20 years of her abusing food. She had a, an abusive relationship with food. And it was tied to her lack of self-esteem. So she would uh, eat to make herself happy. And of course, she would eat many of the wrong things. And that became a pattern in her life. So she drew the line. She says, listen, I've got to turn this around. Within one year, she lost 45 kilograms. So she was willing. She went on this ketogenic diet. And of course, you could choose any diet. She worked out four to five times a week. She was determined that it was going to turn around. And that's what she did. 45 kilograms in one year. She then went a little bit later and she had to have a lot of the excess skin surgically removed. But she's never looked back. And she said uh, it was the best decision that she's ever made. Now, can you imagine sitting with that weight for 20 years? I mean, something happens and you, um, after a while, you say, this is me. I'm just big boned. I'm just overweight. I'm never going to lose this. It's just you make peace with that level in your life until, like her, you have this moment that is a bit of a wake up call. So you and I are able to do amazing things, things that initially may seem challenging and impossible, but they're well within our reach if we're willing to push the envelope as it were. I like the story. It's by a man called Jesse Itzler. Um, and I think the title of the book is My Life with the Navy Seal. You see, Jesse had realized that his routines in his life had become a rut. And isn't that what happens to us many times? The routines that we build to make our lives become smooth actually after a while become a rut and we realize we're doing the same thing every single day, sometimes mindlessly. Well, he said he came across this gentleman who happened to be a Navy SEAL. They were both competing in, um, I think it was a marathon. And he noticed there was something different about this man's approach. He introduced himself. And this guy said, well, you know, one of the things he did learn about this guy, he was a Navy SEAL. So he said, that's pretty amazing. He said to the guy, would you come back and live with me for a month and then teach me how to get out of a rut? And the guy said, yes. So the guy went home with him. And one of the first things they did is they started to do a couple of pull-ups. So this is what the Navy SEAL said to him. He said, I want you to get up on that pull-up bar and do as many pull-ups as you can, one go. So he got up on the bar and he managed to do eight. Then the guy said, I want you to rest 30 seconds, then I want you to do the same thing. And he got up and he managed to push out another six. The guy said, well, 
I want you to take another 30 second rest and I want you to get back on there. And then the third time around, he could only manage three. But he says by that time, he was knackered. His muscles were all pumped. He was tired. He was stiff. And then to his amazement, the Navy SEAL said to him, now, we're not leaving here until you do another 100. And he said, well, that's near impossible. We're going to be here all night. But you know what he said? He said he actually managed to get it right. He thought at the end of those three sessions of pull-ups, that was it. He actually managed to knock out another 100. Now, some of it was just literally one at a time, having a rest, but he got to that 100. And he said, this is what the Navy SEAL taught him. He said, you know, most people, when they feel they've reached their physical limit, they're actually only reached 40% of their capacity. They've still got 60% in the reserve tank. It's just that they feel that's already the breaking point. And he said that taught him that a lot of the um, barriers that we have in our own life are barriers in the mind. If you took, for example, that physical barrier in the body, was his body able to do another 100? His body was able to do another 100. But it was in his mind that he said, this is going to be impossible until he was pushed. And of course, um, he learned many other lessons. So I want to encourage you, you'll check it on YouTube, My Life with the Navy SEAL. There's a book out with that title as well. Now, if you think of our physical barriers, there's a lot of parallels between the physical barriers that we assign to our bodies and the other barriers that we place upon ourselves in life. You see, what he wanted to achieve and what that Navy SEAL was trying to help him achieve and understand is many of the barriers in your physical accomplishments parallel the barriers that you and I set up in our mind in our approaches to attempting other things in life. And if you can prove to yourself that physically you have the capacity to do far, to do far more than you think, the chances are, if you apply that same mentality to other areas of your life, you could probably achieve a lot more than you believed at first that you were capable of. Now, you see, so many of us settle down in life and we end up in this place that is called a comfort zone. And all of us understand what it means to be in a comfort zone. But a comfort zone is a place of mediocrity. We work to get a little bit of balance, and peace in our lives and then all we do is we maintain that routine day in day out eventually it becomes a plateau we get so settled and comfortable there that it feels like a momentous task just to push ourselves to do a little bit more Though we do have the capacity to do more so we normally settle for ill health spiritual lukewarmness safety because um, we don't want to be pushing ourselves Unfortunately, the comfort zone is going to be the death of our accomplishments, the death of um, all of our hopes, our dreams and desires. So you and I, though we experience living in a comfort zone, we need to understand that's a very dangerous place if we're planning to be successful in life. So somebody said, you know, there are four zones that we need to push through if we're going to be successful. Now, the first one is we need to get out of the comfort zone. So we've already spoken about that first zone. So those are the safe places, the safe zones, as it were. But it's not the zone of accomplishment. 
The second zone, once we can get ourselves out of that comfort zone, is we need to push through the fear zone. The fear zone. Now, it can be downright scary to try new things, to step out of the boat, to start things that we have never attempted before. And we feel, well, there's nothing like this in our history. We were, we're not the type of people that are able to do it. But you know, it's just fear. Every one of us has to embrace fear, push through it, and you're going to find you're able to move on to the next level. It can be a fear of failing, a fear of embarrassment. I can't do this. What if I make a mistake? What if I want to start my own business? I invest a lot of money and it just bombs. I mean, there's no safety net. So it's a risk that every one of us have to take. So if you're going to move from one level to another, it's probably going to involve a bit of risk. But growth will happen if we are willing to take those risks. I mean, if you and I are going to do things that are difficult mentally and physically, it means doing things perhaps at the level that you've never done it before. Perhaps you want to run a marathon and you struggle just to take a walk around the block. In your mind, you'll say, you know, my body is telling me very clearly, I'm not going to be one of those people that can run a marathon. But you know, people who run marathons, they weren't born that way. They work themselves up to that particular point in their lives. And so if you are willing to follow that same journey of success, you will find that you're able to accomplish running a marathon. It is within your reach. Now, I was reading the story about a South African. His name is Lebo Gunguluza. He was a businessman. He was quite successful. He earned his first million. But unfortunately, he had very extravagant spending habits. And it wasn't long before he lost all of that money. You know, he was so down and out um, that he didn't have more than 60 rand to his name. He was really in a bad place. But he said he still had the fire of starting his own business and making a success of it. He says that he wasted a lot of money and he learned a couple of lessons. But in part of his turnaround strategy, he said he would literally go into CNA, read the books on business success because he couldn't afford to buy them. The staff would notice him reading in the corner. They would chase him away. Then he says he would go home, change his clothes so that the staff wouldn't recognize him. He'd go back and continue reading while well, he eventually got back on his feet and now he's a multimillionaire on his way to becoming a South African billionaire. You know, he said, the second time around, I've learned a couple of things. I will invest in the right places. I will watch my cash flow. I won't just be extravagant and wasteful in my spending. And I'll only deal with clients who are really going to pay their bills. So a lot of things that he learned on the way. But he had to push through that difficult moment of failure. He had to keep his belief in himself. He was willing to do things, take massive risks along the way in order to achieve what he wanted to. So it's that fear zone that you and I need to push through. The third zone is the learning zone. You know, you and I need to learn new skills. You may need to learn how to overcome challenges, obstacles. You know, they're going to be there. So one of the things you and I need to learn is just how to overcome these challenges in our lives. And that can be a learning curve in itself. Let me ask you, what do Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles and Andrea Bocelli all have in common? Well, if you know them, 
there are international artists, singers that have been made, well, they're very successful in life. You know, the other thing that they all have in common is they're all blind. Now imagine that these people are all blind and yet they've, they've achieved international stardom. You see, they weren't willing to let their handicaps hold them back. Do you know that Stevie Wonder has won 25 Grammy Awards? I mean, for an artist to even win one Grammy Award is quite an achievement. He's won 25 in his life. But did you know that Stevie Wonder was born blind? He didn't become blind later. He was born blind. So what, will that sh what that shows us is regardless of the challenges that you feel are in front of you, you don't have to accept those challenges as limitations to your success. If you're willing to push through certain barriers and everyone has some type of barrier in their life, you will be able to achieve extraordinary things in your life. But you have to have a different mindset, willingness to learn new things. You know, sometimes in that learning zone, you actually have to unlearn old bad habits. And so if you are wanting to get through some spiritual breakthroughs, you may find for many years you've been a very lukewarm Christian, a Christian that has not really backslidden very badly, but you're not really moving forward in your life either. You're probably going to have to take some radical decisions. You're going to have to switch the TV off. You're going to have to say to yourself, listen, I'm going to get through reading the Bible a half an hour every single day until it becomes clearer and clearer to me. I'm going to have to um, sacrifice sleep or time, but I'm determined to get on fire for God. Now, every single Christian can be an on-fire Christian, but we have to move out of the zone of mediocrity, the comfort zone. We have to unlearn certain things, and we need to do certain things. And you may find that God speaks to you more regularly. You just feel more excited and enthusiastic about your walk with God. Your prayer life becomes something that is inspirational to you. And what is the change? You are willing to push yourself into that territory of spiritual growth. The last zone is the growth zone. And the chances are that when you reach this stage, you will find that life introduces to you new purposes. You get up and there's things that you want to achieve. There are goals that you write down. There are thoughts and ideas that come to you that you never had before because you were living such a comfortable life. But you know, if you're willing to push past the comfort zone, the fear zone, the learning zone, you will go into the zone that people describe as the growth zone. And this is where you start to say, I also want to accomplish this. I'm going to write this down as one of my goals in life. And you never would have thought of doing that before. And the reason is you've been willing to push yourself um, and do extraordinary things. It'll be like rediscovering yourself for the first time. You will say things like, I didn't know that I was capable of all this. But now that I realize I can do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. And people will be pretty amazed. You may even be pretty amazed at yourself, at what you're capable of doing. So, you know, successful people are those people who constantly push themselves to accomplish more. Regardless of what um, area of society people are achieving things in, if you read the lives of those people, you will find that they've embraced challenges. They've embraced difficulties, 
not as something surprising, but they've always had the mindset, if I'm going to achieve this, whatever price, I'm willing to pay that price. Whatever obstacle, I'm willing to overcome that obstacle because I believe this is not the level I want to be living at. This extraordinary level is where I want to be living at. And the Bible, of course, is filled with extraordinary people who've done amazing things. People that other people would have thought this is impossible. Now, if you're willing to push yourself, do hard things, you will find that life will reward all of your efforts. So that's one of the keys to being successful in life. There are so many people at the end of their life, they will live with regret. They will say, you know, why was I afraid to take that risk? I wasn't willing to ask that girl out. I didn't want to start my own business. I thought I couldn't afford to study further. I didn't want to go and speak to that person about the Lord. What was it that was holding me back? And they live with regret because they they kind of see the only thing holding them back was fear. And as they look upon their life, they, they kind of say, you know, I should have risked it. I shouldn't have been fearful. I should have rather just gone for it, bitten the bullet and tried hard. The worst that would have happened, I would have failed. But there's a good chance that I would have succeeded. And now those opportunities are past. So I want to encourage you, don't live your life with regret. Don't play it safe in life. Be willing to lose money. Be willing to fail. Be willing to be laughed at. Be willing to be misunderstood. All of those things will come your way if you're going to push yourself to the next level. But if you're willing to do that, the chances are very good that you're going to look back at your life one day and say, I've lived my life to the full. It was really tough in the beginning. It was 50-50 as to whether I was going to make it or not. But I tried and I succeeded. And I don't have any regrets about that area of my life. So this final skill, this life skill that we're wanting to adopt in order to be successful is the life skill of being willing to push ourselves make sacrifices, tackle our fears, overcome obstacles. And if you and I are willing to do that, you will find that it is not God, but life that is rewarding you with extraordinary rewards. May the Lord bless you. May you push that envelope and may you become the best that you possibly can be. You know, God is for your success. He has plans to prosper you. But you and I need to also practically on the ground, do the things necessary to take us and make our dreams become a reality. The Lord bless you. Lots of love in Christ from Pastor Brett and Marissa. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to share it with people you feel may be encouraged by it as well. Also remember, for more resources, to watch our video sermons, or to find out more about Ramsey Baptist Church, visit us online at www.rbathchurch.org.